For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6.23 Join Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama as he brings you the pure, unadulterated Word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down-to-earth, and full of wisdom, and will refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body and soul. Listen to the Word of God. For, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, anybody at all should believe in him should not perish. And, and the ultimate aim is have eternal life. This morning I want us to look at three things that, this, that come out of this scripture. Um, sometimes when we have a service like this you you wonder who is the man talking to is it the young ones is it the grown-ups is it the married ones is it the single is it who is he actually targeting in his in his message because most messages are aimed at somebody i mean all the rest get something but they are aimed at somebody a particular group well, this morning, my target is every one of us here. I thought you would clap. Every one of us here. You, once you are here this morning, you are a part of my message. And my title is Life, Death, and Judgment. Everybody is in these three categories every one of us there's once you are here you are alive unless you're a witch check your neighbor's temperature if it's still normal if, if it is cold no one then say hey there's somebody here it should be warm yes life number one life is a gift from god bible says in genesis chapter 2 that God made man out of the clay and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Man had no life until God breathed in him. Hallelujah. And, and that is what makes life something that God gave us. Look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and, and verse 19. And Paul begins, what? You see, when somebody says, what? As if he's surprised. I mean, what? You don't know what's happening? Who's Ghana president? They say, hey, John Mahama. What? What's wrong with you? You don't know what's happening? Are you so out of touch? And so when Paul is speaking to them, and this one cry, he's writing. And he says, what? Don't you know? Tap your neighbor and tell him, don't you know? That your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Oh, you're not tapping your neighbor. Tap your neighbor on the shoulder. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which ye have of God 
Oh no, add it. Which ye have of God. And tell him, you are not your own. No, no, take your finger like this and point to him. You are not your own. Verse 20. If you are faster, it will be very nice. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirits. And whose are they? And whose are they? They are God's. And, and so this morning, the first thing you want to know is that everybody has life. And this life that you have is not yours. It is something that God gave you. Amen. Ask anybody, if you had a choice to choose where to be born, where to live, what to do, how much money to have, if you could choose, even to choose how you would look, would you be here? Would you choose what you have now? No, wait, wait, wait. I need one person to say, I will choose what I have. If, if you had a choice to choose country, how many would choose Ghana? Only one person. God bless you, I vote for you to Ghana. How many would choose to be an African? No. No African here. How many would choose to be as you are now or somebody else? As you are now. Somebody else. Hey, the rest of you, you won't choose. This, this, you see, the fact that few of us would choose to be who we are. It is a sign that this life is not yours. If it was yours, you could do what you like with it. But it's not yours. It's given to you. And so, the life that, that's what Paul says in Galatians chapter 2, the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so this morning, we have life. Everyone here, we have life. But this life is not yours. And, and listen to me carefully. This life is not yours to do as you like. I didn't hear Amen. I didn't hear a louder amen. amen. I said, this life that you have is not yours. Don't tell me it's my life. I can do what I like. That's a foolish thing to say. Tell anybody, I'm warning you, don't say it again. Especially the boys. This life is mine. I can do what I like. I can come, I can go, I can smoke weed, I can watch pornography. It's my life. I can choose to go and drink or not it's my, I can do what I like. You, tell anybody, you can't do what you like with it. No, shake your head and tell me, you can't do what you like. Shake your head. I, oh, is your neck stiff? I, I have some doctors here who can massage your neck if you need it. Shake your head and tell me, you can't do what you like. Because it is not yours. God gave it to you. And that is the first thing you must understand. That everyone here has life that God gave to us. Put your hands together this morning.
Hallelujah. Second thing is that death follows life. As a, as a rule, we don't like talking about death. But um, un- unfortunately, it will come. And you know something? There's no law that says who will die first. They say that old people die first. It's not true. Go to the cemetery. You see young ones there and old ones there. You see your classmates die, your teachers die. Cousins die, uncles die. It, it's an amazing thing that there's, there's, death is something which it will come. It, it will come in its time. But as for come, tell anybody you surely die. Tell anybody you will die one day. No, no, turn, turn again. You need to turn to Some people don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear this. They want to pretend as if they will never die. They are hoping that they will live forever. You, no, no, please turn 90 degrees and look at the Bible and say, I'm sorry to tell you. But one day, no matter what you do, you will die. Maybe I will die before you. Or you will die before me. But I hope. You hope what? <laughs> you hope what? <laughs> you die before me. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. I hope to come to your funeral. Oh yes. To cry at your funeral. If I don't come to your, you come to mine. I don't like that one. <laughs> but death will come. James chapter 4 and verse 14. And the Bible says, what is your life? It's but a vapor. As, as, as we were here on the stage, it says, what is your life? It is a vapor. A few minutes ago, there was a cloud on the stage. The mist that comes from the machines. It's gone. It's, it's gone. It was here. How many saw it? You saw the crowd on stage. Uh, it's come back. Let it come well. Okay, is enough. Is it there or is it not there? It's there. But even as you look, it's finishing. That's how our lives are. Even as we are alive, we are dying. Some of us, as we are here this morning... There's a sickness in your body that you don't know. Many have malaria parasites. That one there is normal. But some have defective genes or other things that are, or or potential sicknesses from your family. Diabetes, asthma, hypertension that your parents have and your parents' parents have and your uncles and aunties have. And all, all those things, all those things, they will kill you. Some boys here, they drink small, small. Aquatashi and other things. They go behind the school and drink a holiday. Yeah, yeah. All those things will kill you. Because our lives are fading. Amen. It's passing. Hallelujah. Job chapter 14.
and verse 5. Okay, verse 1 first. It says, man that is born of a woman is of few days. No matter how you think about it, our lives are not very long. They are short. 80 years, 90 years. Then you are out of here. Man that is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. And verse 5, it says, Seeing his days are numbered, and his, the number of his months are with thee, and thou hast set appointed bounds that he cannot cross. In the, in the New Living Translation, it says, For you have decided the length of our lives. That's God. That's God. As, as you sit here, God knows exactly how long he has given you to live. And we have confessions, 70 years, 80 years, 90 years. And I hope it comes to pass. And by wisdom and, and strength and good, uh, and, and good thoughts, you, you probably live, yes, a long life. Yes, who said amen? It shall be your portion. Amen. You all say amen now. It shall be your portion. When you say amen, it is I believe what you just said. And you will have long life. But our days are determined by God. And he has said, you, you know how many months we will live. And we are not given one minute longer. Your, your death is not an accident. It should not be an accident. It is a planned life that God has given us. If God gave us life, that life will end one day for us to enter heaven. And our entry into heaven, it should not be an accident or by mistake or I just come to heaven by chance. No, no, no. It is a deliberate something that God is doing in our lives. God is working out his purposes in our lives. And so this morning, as you sit here, tell your neighbor, you have life. But one day, it will pass. Hold your neighbor's chin. And then look at me. And say, don't be sad. Die there, you will die. <laughs> at the appropriate time. Hallelujah. Why am I talking about death? at this time especially to young people why i mean is there no more cheerful subject let's talk about cars or houses or money or, or what else should you talk about traveling to america how many want to go to america how many will come back those who won't come back you won't go you should have said you will come back then i'll pray for you to go but why are we talking about death? Because of a scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Verse 2. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to the house of feasting. It is by wisdom, supernatural wisdom, 
mourning is better than feasting. Why? Not everybody will feast. But as for mourning, for that is the end of all men. As for mourning, as for dying, this morning I'm worrying, but it doesn't matter. Tell it one more time. As for dying, I am sure you will die. As for being rich and feasting, that one, I'm not sure. That's one. How many want to go to America? Almost everybody wants to go. I can promise you, only a few will go. <laughs> that, that one, I cannot promise you. But as for dying, so you see, that is the end of all men and the living will lay it to hearts. Look at verse 4. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. You see, the King James doesn't speak very clearly for us to understand in our modern, in our, in our modern times. So look at the New Living Translation. A wise person thinks much about death while the fool thinks only about having a good time. Ask your neighbor, are you wise or foolish? No, 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 no. ask your neighbor, are you wise or foolish? What did he or she say? Now, this is the mark of a wise person. So using this, are you wise or foolish? Are you wise or foolish? I, I, without, without guessing, I can tell you, using this scripture, many of you are fools. Using this scripture. Because you don't think about death. You are thinking about what? Having a good time right now. What is going to America? It's having a good time. You're going to America to do what? To live well and dress well and eat hamburgers. And what again? And, and, and other meats. That's why you're going to America, to enjoy. Your, your being, your thinking is how to have a good time. But I came this morning to let somebody have real wisdom. And real wisdom is even as a young one. Hold your neighbor's ear. Hold your neighbor's ear. Even as a young person, you are listening and thinking about death. Oh, clap for yourself this morning. Yeah, that is wisdom. It's like somebody who has gone to school and when school starts, you don't think about exams. How? You are in a school and you don't think about exams. What kind of student are you? A fool. You are, I mean, no matter where in the term or semester you are, by all means, there will be exams. True or not true? True or not true? Even if the school goes on a Luther demonstration, there's no food, you are sent home, you go home, you will come back. I said you will come back one day. And when you come back that one day, there will be exams. In the same way, no matter how you live your life, in Ghana or in America or anywhere else, a wise person Thinks much 
about death and thinking about death makes you wise is because you stop some things you you stop quarreling or you won't you will but why should you stop quarreling at death you should stop before you die once you consider that this life is passing many things we are holding tight onto you let go of it you you stop grudges you will forgive much more easily because when you don't forgive what difference does it make you you are not happy and neither is that person then you die and pass on to the world no it is a wise person especially a wise young person who thinks about death hallelujah because death comes to every one of us and after death what comes what comes after death hebrew chapter 9 and verse 27 it says for it is appointed unto men once to die but after this the judgments this morning i'm talking about three things one life that we all have this morning two death that will come to all of us sooner or later hopefully later and after the death comes judgment amen but you see for there to be an exam there must be students in the class and so for there to be judgment there must be somebody to judge you can't judge an empty room you can't judge a place where there's no one there and so if are are you listening to me are you listening to me if there will be a judgment there must be a person to judge and that is why i will tell you something anybody who says that when we die we are dead if there's anybody here who has ever said that thing let me tell you something you're a stupid fool if you say that when we die we are dead when you die you are not dead when i die let me die and go go where no 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 death it doesn't end in the grave sometimes he say, oh i have so many problems i want to die tap your neighbor's head that's a very foolish thing to say when you die you're adding one more problem to your problems that one is a bigger than all your other problems hallelujah that is why you see because death look at me look at me young lady lift your head look at me look at me because death is not the end that is why there are ghosts how many believe in ghosts and spirits and witches and wizards how many believe raise your hand well how many don't believe you don't believe you're not wise you don't believe in witches yeah they, they are there 
come and see me after service, I'll tell you. There's one in your family. Every family has a witch, true or not true. You must know the witch in your family, that's all. And know whose food you shouldn't eat. And which house you shouldn't go to. That's for witches, they are there. And that is the sign that after life, there is death. But death is not the end. It is just a moving from one phase to another. It is a promotion from one level to another. And for every promotion, there must be an exam. For every move from level 200 to level 300 or 400 or whatever level there is, there must be an exam. And so to move from one phase of life, young lady, to move from one phase of life to the other, there must be an exam. That exam is called the judgment. Lift your right hand and tell yourself, one day I will be judged. That's all. Everybody, everybody, one day you will be judged. Number one, Psalm 75. Psalm 75 and verse 7. God is the judge. God is the judge. The, the one, you know, you see, recently I saw a certain man, I was watching a film, and a certain man, he was caught by the police, and they were taking him to um, the cells. And he told the policeman, you know something, you're wasting your time. Because in two or three days, I'll be free. The judge is in my pocket. And it's possible. There are many judges who are in people's pockets. But the judge who will judge you is God. Amen. The judge who will judge you is God. And why is this important? Because God doesn't look on the outside. God looks on the inside. Sometimes when you look on the outside, you see what? A nice face. You see a smiling, beautiful, nice young lady. How many know many snakes are beautiful? Tigers and lions, they are beautiful animals. But they are the killers. One day, a certain man said, pray that when you have daughters, they are not beautiful. Because when they are beautiful, men will chase them. True or not true? Ask the boys, who are you chasing? Who are, you mind me this morning. Hey, who are you looking for? The beautiful girls. The fat ones and the short ones, do you mind them? No. You ignore the fat ones and the short and then and you're looking for the beautiful girls. At your age, what are you going to do with her? At your age, you want a beautiful girl to do what? No, 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 no. God is judge. And God judges not on the outside. 
judges their hearts. How many of us are here? You are actually very bad, but no one knows. Wait. Wait. How many? No, no, no I'm very sure. We are in church. Stop lying. Stop behaving. How many are here? You are actually very bad, but no one knows. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. Stop. I can stop the service if you are misbehaving. How many are here? You are actually bad inside. You know you are bad, but no one knows. Lift your hand. No, lift your hand well. You see, those who are lifting hands, they are the good ones. The hands that are down are the worst ones. They are the worst ones. Because a lot of people are looking innocently in their rooms, in their heads. Do you know what thoughts they are thinking? Do you know what they are watching in the night? How many times have you gone to somebody who is watching things when you come? Yes. What were you watching? What were you watching that when they come now that you put up the TV? Hello, how are you? What were you watching on TV that I can't watch some? Bad boy. How many watch pornography? Nobody. Okay. Uh, and the girls too. We are bad inside, but outwardly, we look okay. And, and many students are like that, especially the female students. They polish. They do their hair, do their nails, do their lips, do their eyes, do their ears, not their ears, <laughs> but do their bodies, do everything. But inside, and sometimes those who do the most have at the worst. Or it's not true. You mean it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Number one, God is judge. Number two, God looks on the inside to judge us. And that is why this morning, as we are here in this church, in this service, I am going to ask you a question. And that question, I need you to answer for yourself. Don't care about the person on your left or on the right. Because you don't know where they stand. They may be with you in the same class, in the same room, in the same hall, but they are very different from you. They may sit by you in life, but in the spirit, in their behavior, they are very different. And some of us have friends, we have friends who are very different from us. I'm going to ask you a question very soon. And that question, you must answer for yourself alone. Because God judges us alone in our hearts alone. God is the judge. This exam that is coming up, you must not fail. I said you must not fail. To fail this exam is too terrible. The consequences are hell. To, To fail this exam that is before us, this judgment that is coming, to not cross over into God's half is too terrible. It's too terrible. The consequences are hell. How many have been burnt before? By hot water, hot oil, or matches, candle. Something has burnt you before. Can I see your hand up properly? You were burnt before. Did you like it? 
What did you say? I, I, I didn't hear you. What did you say? Ouch. Ouch. Ajay. But you see, listen, that Ajay that you said, it was for a passing, a passing pain. Because as soon as it burnt you, you pulled your hand out of the fire. And then you were no longer in the fire. So the Ajay that you said lasted about five or ten seconds. Then you just came back to normal. And they began to look for cold water or ice cubes to assuage your pain. But this pain, this one that is coming. It doesn't end. It doesn't end. I need a girl who can scream more than me. It doesn't end. This one. This one, it goes on and on. On and on and on. This exam you are about to write, if you fail, you are dead. Not your father will beat you. Not your money will be angry. You are in hell. As soon as you end, then you start again. Because the fire is burning. Amos chapter 4. And verse 12. Because I will do this. Do what? I will judge. Because I will judge. God will judge the world. Because I will do this. Prepare. This morning, prepare. This morning, prepare. Prepare to meet your God. Prepare that one day you will stand before him. On that day, those who believe in Jesus, Bible says, he that has the son has life. Those who, be- on that day, when, when we come on that day, it's not a question of what good have I done or what bad have I done. It's not a question of good or bad. Do you know why? Do you know why there is none righteous? No, there is nobody here that if I bring your life up on the screen, you'll be happy with me. Everybody has dark corners and hidden sides. True or not true? Everybody has secrets that no one knows. Oh no, there's no good person in this room. Even those who are smiling, they're the ones who are baddest. No, no, no. There is none righteous. If God was to mark iniquity, who would stand? Who would pass that test? Is not good or bad. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about receiving Jesus as your Savior. That's why God said, John 3 16, because what? Hey, because what? God saw the world that He gave His begotten Son. It is Jesus Christ that is the reason, that is the sole reason. Romans chapter 8. That is the sole reason why there's a judgment and some 
will pass. That is why there's this answer. There is now therefore no condemnation to them who are in Jesus Christ Jesus. There is now no condemnation. This exam, if you go in with this, you've already passed. You've already passed. Many years ago, I was doing my master's. And the final, final exam is an oral exam. So I prepared my materials, everything. I had to face my professor and two other external examiners. So I went into the room and they were there, three of them facing me. So we began talking. Asked me about my project, the work I had done, my coursework material. And by the grace of God, I had prepared. So I answered all their questions. Very happy. I was very satisfied. Then one of the guys asked me a question. I remember up to today. What is the chromo for? I said, hey, what is the chromo for? It's not in my curriculum. It's not what I'm supposed to do. But I know chromo means color. So I began to, for, how many have been there before? You are forcing. Forcing to say something. So I forced and said something. Then the ask, next one asked me another question. Also outside my curriculum. What is that? I said, hey, what is this one too? Then I began to force. When you are doing chemistry and you don't have structures or equations, you are in trouble. And then, look, for about one hour, I was in their room while they were asking me questions that I couldn't answer. How many have been sweating in an air-conditioned room before? Sweating. Air-conditioned room. My shirt was soaked. And I was sweating. And at the point, I became breathless. I said, hey, what is happening? Because the last 40 minutes or so, all the questions they're asking me, I don't know. I can't answer. And then, they, by the grace of God, the exam ended. When I got up, I was discouraged. I said, no. It hasn't gone well. And I was very, very depressed. So I left the room. I went to somewhere. And I was walking around. Then I saw my professor coming. When I saw him coming, I wanted to dodge. Because I felt that I had embarrassed him in front of the foreign other external examiners. So I was going to enter into some lab just to wait for him to pass. And he saw me. Then he called me, Patrick, come, come, come. So I, I, I went reluctantly. When I got there, he stretched his hand. Well done. I said, hey, sir, what is this? After I have been sweating, you didn't see me sweating. Tell you saw me sweating. I was sweating in the last session of the exam. It was terrible. I said, what, what well done is there? Do you know what he told me? He said, oh, that section, we're just testing your openness. is non-scoring. It's the first half of the exam that is scoring. And that part, you got an A. 
the rest there is not anything so that second part is just testing your how broadly you are read and you answered everything you knew everything this exam that you are going in if god is your father you have passed if you know jesus you have passed if you are born again you are okay they can ask any other question pornography have you watched before non-scoring are you a fornicant or a fornicator non-scoring do you smoke we of all those other questions they are non-scoring that scoring question is do you know jesus as your lord and savior if you can say yes i know him ha ah, you've passed you are okay you can pack your bag and go to heaven but if you say no you know i'm trying to be a good girl hey hey you know i've stopped fornicating because i heard it's not hey it's not those things they are all non-scoring the real question that we need to ask ourselves is do you know jesus this morning everyone standing to your feet every eye closed every head bowed there's there are many here deep in your heart you know you don't know Jesus there are a number of you here you have never prayed dear Jesus come into my heart there are many who are trying to be good there are many who are trying to live up to a certain standard there are many who are trying to convince others that they are okay those are non-scoring questions but the question that God the Father will ask you on that day is do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and this morning every head bowed, every eye closed you are here and you don't know him as the Lord and Savior I'm giving you a chance to get to know him wherever you are do me a favor and lift your right hand thank you you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior wherever you are you have never prayed Lord Jesus come into my heart just your right hand this is one exam you I beg you you must not fail this exam not that I'm trying to be good I'm trying to do the right thing but I just need you to know Jesus this morning as your Lord and Savior if you are here this morning your hand is raised up wherever you are just walk to me just walk to me come to me right now I want to pray with you I want to pray with you if your hand is raised just come to me just come to me oh come for them as they come just come to me so you if your hand is raised I give myself never prayed Jesus come into my heart come into my life today is a chance today is your chance to give your life to him
myself to you. This morning, I want us to pray. Wherever you are standing, I want you to pray this prayer after me. I want to lead you in this prayer that we prepare to receive Jesus into our hearts. And wherever you are, say, pray with me. Dear Jesus, today, I come to you just as I am. Lord Jesus, I confess, I admit, I am a sinner. I have done many bad things. Forgive me for all those things that I have done in the past. Wash them away by your sacrifice on Calvary Cross. Change my heart. Give me a new heart. One that will love you and serve you all my days. Today, I ask you, Lord Jesus, receive me as your child. Prepare a place for me in heaven by your side and write my name in the book of life today I am born again today I receive Jesus into my heart into my life and today Jesus is my Lord my master my savior and my best friend thank you father for sending Jesus to save me from my sins thank you Lord for everyone this morning to confess you as their Lord and Savior thank you for every young person every grown-up here this morning who has opened their hearts in their spirit to receive Jesus as the Lord and master of their lives Lord thank you that you anyone who comes to you you will in no wise cast out this morning we receive Jesus as life the resurrection and life in our lives mark them all with the seal of the Holy Spirit let everyone live here knowing that they are now sons and daughters of the Most High God let everyone living here know beyond their doubts they have been redeemed from the curse of death and hell and from today we belong to Jesus and he that has the son has life thank you for eternal life that is our portion thank you for the gift of life that only you can give and you have given thank you thank you so so very much oh God that this morning so many young ones their lives are redeemed from death and hell 
and forever we live for you to the end of our time thank you father for life thank you for health thank you for strength mark them all and keep us all forever before your face in jesus name i pray everyone said amen when he ran to me he took me in his arms till my head to his chest we believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama, behind the Confidence Eating Place. Listen every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed.